And as B2B sellers, you need to think like a marketer, but act like a salesperson. And the marketing part of it says, I need to understand where it is my buyer is at, what, it is, what my buyers need. And I need to market to them the way that they want to buy. Welcome to Outside Sales Talk, where we meet with industry experts to learn the strategies and tactics that make them successful. I'm your host, Steve Benson, and I've helped thousands of salespeople all over the world crush their quota. Today, I'll help you crush yours. Welcome back to Outside Sales Talk. Today, we are talking about attracting the modern buyer with digital sales. We've got Mario Martinez Jr. on the call today. Um, for those of you that's seen watching the video, you can see him. He's on a uh, he's got a uh, an ocean in the background there, <laughs> looking very chill. Um, but uh, but yeah, Mario, thanks for coming on the show today. Oh man, I'm super pumped to be with you. Thank you for having me. Excited to be with you and uh, glad to be uh, be able to have a little bit of time to uh, to do this call while relaxing out on the boat. outstanding well uh so as a little background on mario mario is the ceo and founder of vengresso a keynote speaker and digital sales evangelist he's spent 84 consecutive quarters in b2b sales and leadership roles he's grown hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue annually Mario appeared in the Salesforce documentary film, The Story of Sales, and he has been called the number one top sales performance guru in the world. He also hosts the Selling with Social podcast, which is full of great insights, and I can speak to that because I, I, uh, I really enjoyed joining the podcast uh, earlier this year. And uh, fun fact about Mario He's known for opening his speeches with a salsa dance. Are, are you dancing today, Mario? Is, is <laughs> no dancing it? today, man. No dancing today. <laughs> I'm gonna hit my head. <laughs> all right, all right. That's fine. We don't we don't need your dancing, but that's a good fun fact anyway, though. But but I was dancing this weekend, and uh, we were on the dance floor, my wife and I, uh, and I was woke up the next morning, and I I was like, oh my god, this is ridiculous that I I have all these muscles that I never use. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I did a, I dipped someone at a wedding like six months ago and I, and like the next day I was like, what have I done? <laughs> right. <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> I love it. It's hell to get old, Mario. It's hell to get old. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, well, let's jump into the things here. Um, how would you define digital sales for starters? And, and what is, what does that entail for you? Uh, that's a great question. So I think there's a, a lot of confusion in the, in the marketplace when it comes to digital selling versus social selling. Uh, it's pretty easy to define, right? Uh, digital selling is using any digital platform to engage with prospecting to your buyers. So as an example, maybe you're selling with social, using social networks. Maybe you're selling with video. Maybe you're selling with email text, AI, those are the couple areas that it really involves. And, and digital selling, I like to think of it better as digital prospecting, right? So digital prospecting is, um, is doing what we, it, doing something different than what you've always done, which is traditional prospecting is picking up the phone and, and calling someone uh, as well as generally using email as a way to be able to get in front of somebody. Oftentimes, especially in the field, depending on which uh, industry you're still in, some, some field uh, sales folks don't do this anymore, but there are many that, that do, which is knock on doors, right? So um, uh, what we know is that uh, traditional prospecting 
is more difficult today than it was in the past in terms of being able to reach our buyer. They're busier, they're hiding behind something, they're mobily enabled, they're digitally enabled, they're socially enabled, uh, they're behind email, they've got lots of gatekeepers. Many oftentimes um, business parks that you may go into that we once used to be able to knock on doors and be able to meet with buyers directly at that moment in time, they're locked down now, right? You just can't walk in. So digital prospecting and digital selling is all around uh, taking other methods of being able to create outreach where your buyers may be at and using that to be able to communicate with them to start discussions. All right. And what are the characteristics of that modern buyer and what are the best ways for outside salespeople to connect with them? So that's a great question. I talk about there are four things uh, that um, today's modern buyer um, looks, feels, and smells like. Number one, they are uh, socially engaged. <laughs> so if we look at just the U.S. alone, um, we have some pretty impressive stats at where um, individuals were at from 2008 with um, into the teens of, of individuals you know, across the U.S. that actually had a social networking profile to 80 plus percent now of the U.S. population having a social networking profile. So number one, they're socially engaged. Number two, uh, they are definitely um, digitally connected. What do I mean by that? Well, if you look at the stats worldwide, there's an average of 3.64 devices that every single person has. You and I have a phone, a laptop, and probably an iPad. That's three devices right there that are digitally connected. So here's the question for you. What do you think people are doing on a connected device? I think they're connecting. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> you got it. Not that difficult, right? But, but, but if you think about it, you're like, well, man, they're, they're connecting. They're doing something. They're pulling information. They're pushing information, right? So mm -hmm. what we have to understand is, is if our buyers are pulling information for something that we may have, where are they at? They're on the web. They're digitally connected, right? They're about pulling information. And we as sellers want to be where our buyers are at. So socially engaged, digitally connected. Uh, number three, they are video hungry. Um, and the stat shows, Cisco published a study back at the uh, end of 2017 that showed that 81% um, of the world's internet traffic that is consumed uh, by all of us will be as a result of consuming video. Is that by time or by, um, by actual like gigabytes over the internet? Sorry, by 2021, if you look at total consumption of the world's internet traffic, 81% will be as a result of consuming, watching, pulling down, watching videos or downloading videos. Okay, and, that, and that's the, the, the weight of the traffic, meaning what's running over Comcast cables. Weight of all the worldwide internet. Yeah, okay. exactly. Uh, Comcast cables, AT&T, you name it, right? World's internet traffic. All, and, and Cisco knows a little thing or two. I don't know. They're a small player in the world of internet, <laughs> internet <laughs> protocol, if you would. Um, but the, the, that statistic is for 2021. But if you look at what 20, uh, what, what are we in right now? 2018. If you look at 2018, that stat shows currently today that'll be at 79%. So um, small incremental growth over the next couple of years, but because it's been dramatic growth. Think about this too as well, man. Uh, the second largest search engine in the world, YouTube. <laughs> YouTube, the second largest okay. search engine in the world. What are people consuming when they go out to, to YouTube? Video, right? So um, if you think about that, we are consuming video at such an alarming rate 
um, that you have to ask yourself as a salesperson, um, am I engaging with my buyers with video? Now, I think the key, about, the key thing about this is, um, when you look at video is, is, we know that as consumers we're doing this, but our business folks doing this, right? So the stats showcase, and my company was started as a result of a video and a blog. I put a video inside of a blog, I wrote the blog, within five days, the head of worldwide sales operations, the vice president of worldwide sales operations for a Fortune 50 company reached out to me and said, I was forwarded your video and I'm the 14th person to have received it. The crazy part was, is he actually sent me an in-mail, a LinkedIn in-mail, not an email, an in-mail. And so, you know, he was the 14th person. So the stats show that 79% um, of business executives consume a work-related video weekly. Oh yeah, that makes perfect sense. And 59% of those executives actually forward that work-related video out to somebody on a weekly basis. Okay. So video is hot and that's where video is at. The fourth yeah, well, thing. I'll, I'll tell you that that certainly resonates with me. I mean, I, my, my marketing team has been writing, writing me hard to, to make videos and uh, we've done a whole series of training videos this year and they've been really surprisingly popular. Like we, we like I, we, we posted one the other day and it got like 25,000 views on LinkedIn, like in 24 hours or something crazy. It was like, they just get, they, people eat them up. I mean, and it's, uh, it's definitely, you know, I, I'm very surprised and like, you know, we're, we're covering, you know, a lot of people in outside sales, follow Badger, follow me. And, um, and, and we were making training videos specifically for outside salespeople. So it's not shocking that like it's finding them, but I mean, I'm still, I was surprised at the, it, how it flies around and how they chew through it and that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, for a lot of sales folks who are listening or sales leaders who are listening and they're probably thinking, well, you know, look, I'm not going to have my guys or gals go start a YouTube channel. You're right. You won't and you shouldn't. But with tools like what we recommend is OneMob, OneMob.com, uh, we actually have an entire selling with video training program that we launched to corporate sales teams. Mm -hmm. And this program is all around developing the skill set to be able to send one-to-one -one video messaging, right? T case in point, uh, if you use video, some people you know, are afraid to use video, right? They're, they're like, I'm too fat, I'm too ugly, I'm too this, I'm too whatever. Well, guess what? If you think you're ugly and you think you're fat, you're probably fat and ugly in your mind when you walk in to go meet with a customer and you shake their hand. No difference, right? So if I'm gonna send you a video, I'm gonna meet you in person, you still, whatever way you feel about yourself is the same way you're gonna feel in person as it would on video. So get over it, right? That's what we tell, tell individuals. And mm -hmm. by the way, you're probably not fat and you're probably not ugly, okay? So my point is, is that we've got, we've got a mindset shift to make. And that mindset shift, shift is, is we know our buyers are engaging with this type of tools and technology. So what we want to do is, is we want to utilize that to be able to send them a video message one-to-one. -one. Mm -hmm. And what's unique about this and what is very interesting is that ask yourself this, when was the last time you received a video message? I got, I got one pretty recently and I watched it. Whereas it's, it's pretty hard to, it's pretty hard to get things in front of me. Otherwise, I mean, it's like, you know, people, people take block the phone calls, people go through my emails, my in mails, all the, all that stuff. But, um, but the video that was that, that got through, right. Cause they, I think they didn't know what to do with it for starters. Fair, <laughs> but here's the thing. If that person had sent you a text based email, what would have been the results? Would you have read what they sent you? And no, no, definitely not. Exactly. So yeah. what, 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 what's not happening is sales leaders and sales reps 
are not getting the concept that our buyers are video hungry. Therefore, we will engage with them with a video message one-to-one -one utilizing corporate enterprise tools like, like I reference OneMob. And we're sending one-to-one -one video based messages to prospect and to be able to bring them value and to be able to talk to them about some of the business problems that they're faced by and provide mm -hmm. them content and information on that video sales landing page that solves those particular problems if you understand your buyer persona. So, so, is, so where, where would you recommend the average field salesperson use this in their kind of um, outreach, uh, outreach funnel? Would, would you recommend it's more the awareness stage, like, you know, uh, like getting people's attention and making them aware of the product or service, would you recommend it's more, it's or later in the funnel where they already know who you are and, and you're continuing to build the relationship or trying to get a certain message across, or is it late in the sales cycle where you're trying to you know, close the deal? We're, 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 show me, tell me about how you think a, the, a, a field salesperson should use this. Yes. <laughs> All the above. All the above. No. Okay. So, okay. so here's the, here's, we, it, when we teach our training program, there is 16 different ways that you can use video. And the answer to the question of the three examples that you gave, beginning, middle, end, opening, or prospecting versus closing, the answer is yes. Yes to all those. Plus, think about customer success. If you have a customer success person who's actually engaging with implementation, that's another way that you can be able to leverage video. But video can be used to be able to open up that door. Case in point, the email that got to your box, the video was unique and different. Nobody else has sent you a video message or it's been a very long time, but everybody's sending you emails. So be different, stand mm -hmm. out from the crowd. Don't do normal. And that's one of my hashtags I talk about is hashtag don't do normal, right? So be different, use it as a prospecting tool. Also, um, we use it as a proposal development um, tool. So when we send out a proposal, I'm actually saying, Hey, John. Hey, Billy. Hey, Susie. Whoever it is I'm speaking to, directly below is, a, is a, a, a thumbnail. It's our proposal. Go ahead and click on that and download our proposal. I'm going to give you 10 seconds to be able to download that. All right. Now that you've downloaded it, I'm going to direct your page to go to page three. And here I am, a talking head on the, on the page. They've got the Word document in front of them, and I'm walking them through what it is I want them to see and where I want them to go, right? Mm -hmm. Now, okay. I know they're going to go immediately go to the pricing page. That's what every buyer does. Go to the pricing page. But before you go to the pricing page, I'm going to go to page three. I'm going to go to page five, which are going to be some, some concepts that answer whatever questions you may have asked throughout the process. Mm -hmm. In addition to that, you may use it to deliver a contract. You may use it to send a thank you to a, con to, to, to a buyer or what some of our other um, uh, uh, sales reps do, especially in the field, is marketing, you know, as you know, prepares these newsletters, these monthly newsletters. Well, sales reps, uh, we have a concept that they should be thinking like a marketer, but acting like a salesperson. Okay. So uh, my buyer, my prospect, may not be on our general marketing newsletter list. No problem. I, as a sales rep, should be equipped by my marketing team every single month to say, here are three to five articles that are the most, most shared, most valuable, most watched, most whatever, that would be a value to this buyer persona. Here is a landing page that we built for you, which is you can do these things on, with tools like OneMob, where you can build a landing page and it has all the content. Now, in your one-on-one -on -one prospecting, Go ahead and send it out. So I might say, hey, Steve, you know, uh, great uh, uh, talking with you a couple weeks back. You know, uh, I have actually a newsletter that we've cre I've created for all my um, clients, and I thought you might be a, a, um, interested in this particular uh, newsletter because it talks about how to, what to, when to, 
and it, it, addressing specific sets of business problems unique to that particular buyer. Right. Okay. So there's all kinds of really cool ways that you can use it. And that's where, you know, really salespeople, especially field, especially inside, um, not just the BDRs and the SDRs, but field and inside. Every one of us need to be thinking like a marketer and acting like a salesperson because the buyer has changed because I didn't get to number four item of, of the cardinal attributes of today's modern buyer, but that is they're mobile attached. They're freaking mobile attached. Look, man, when you go out to a restaurant and anybody who's listening in, you look around the restaurant, family of four, what do you usually see happening at the table? Are they talking to each other? <laughs> sadly, sadly, most folks are many times you see kids sitting there on the mobile phones playing games. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, a, I think it's, a, it's a pandemic. It's an epidemic uh, that we're trying to get away from. But uh, our buyers are also mobile attached. So we want to be cognizant of the fact that when as a mobile attached buyer, they don't have a lot of time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, long messages or adding another email to their box of 200 that, uh, that they receive already per day, mm -hmm. you've got to find a way to stand out. That, that makes a ton of sense. Uh, well, I mean, this is, this is a really interesting thought. I mean, and how, how would you how would you say one of our listeners, so most of our listeners either manage field sales teams or are, you know, they, or they are a field salesperson or they're in leadership around field sales somewhere. I, I bet a lot of people are sitting here thinking, well, this guy Mario sounds like he knows what he's talking about. Um, how, but we know we're not using videos at all. I mean, that's just not even a thing we're doing in our organization. What are steps one, two, three to getting started? And you don't have to, you, you, you can use, you know, individual brands or just, you know, talk about the concepts of it. But like how, if, if you were going to advise someone, how would you, what, what would be the first three steps for you if you wanted to get, get either as an individual or get your sales team leveraging the power of, of video? How would you do it? Well, first of all, uh, to leverage the power of video, if you're a sales leader, you got to have, you, you got to buy in that there is an alternative way to prospect. There's an alternative way to be able to reach your targeted buyer. And it's not the end all be all. <laughs> it's not the silver bullet. Nothing so, ever is, I've found. <laughs> that, that's exactly right. But it is a bullet. I've been looking for that silver bullet for years. Yeah. <laughs> and when you I'm find like, it, you let me know. <laughs> <laughs> so so the, the first step is, is the mindset. You got to get into the mindset that uh, times have changed. And look, I'm 41 years old. I have been selling for a software company since I was 19 years old. Uh, and, as a, and I started out as a telemarketer, got promoted um, in the first six months, and my career took off from there, right? So... Um, when, when you think about how I went to president's club in my first year in software sales, right. And from the, every year thereafter, 15 of my 18 years in corporate I spent have all been in president's club or the hundred percent club, 15 of my 18 years. The way I grew up selling is totally different than the way I sell today. And the way I sell today is not only on the outbound, but I personally, regardless of what marketing is doing, I still have to create my own leads. And most people think outbound, outbound, outbound. We've got to start thinking inbound. And we've got to start thinking, how can we get to our buyers where our buyers are at? Maybe they're on social networks. Maybe they're on LinkedIn. Maybe they're on Twitter. Maybe they're on Facebook. Um, and we have to be able to be there where they're at. 
where they're engaging at. We need to understand that. And there's many tools that are out there that will, that will help you do that. We, we help organizations go through that process um, and figure out what's right for them. But, but nonetheless, you, you got to look at that. So develop the right mindset. That's step number one. Step number two is you want to make sure that you understand uh, before I turn on the spigot and buy a tool, what do I want to accomplish and how am I going to measure that by, right? So uh, if, if a lot of organizations go out there and they're like, oh, well, we need to go invest in LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Well, maybe you do, right? But before you spend $1,100 per head, which by the way is single-handedly the most expensive sales tool that you can buy in the sales stack per person per year, right? You need to make sure you've got a plan that you're going to map against. Um, and I, I talk a lot about this with leaders, which is um, you've, just, you've just enabled, uh, by buying Sales Navigator, using LinkedIn Sales Navigator as, as an example, you've just enabled your team with like the Cadillac of, of Cadillacs, the creme de la creme of sales prospecting tools, right? The, one of the most expensive things. But what you forgot to do in the process is before you actually get a seller to engage online or through some sort of digital medium, you forgot to deal with the whole branding issue, right? Mm -hmm. and, and the branding issue is, is as a sales rep, I might lose my buyer on the first click back into my profile. Why? Because my profile is structured around being a resume. And in fact, no joke, these are some of the things that we recently saw with one of our, uh, our large deployments that we just did uh, in one of our customers. And it had on their headline, watch, listen to this one, quota crushing sales rep. <laughs> that's, I get, I get where you're coming from. That's, wait, that's, that's. Wait, wait. There's one more. There's one more. One more. All time best sales negotiator. Yep. Yep. Who, who wants to buy from that guy? Thank you. Hallelujah. <laughs> right. I'll be like, holy Toledo. Wait a minute. You, you're going to engage with your buyer. We're going to give them this giant tool to engage with. And I'm just using Navigator as an example. It could be video. It could be, you know, a, a, an in-mail message. It could be that you're using, you know, AI of some sort, right? Whatever mm -hmm. the case might be, at the end of the day, your buyers are going to look up your salespeople. And if what they're finding is a resume as opposed to a resource page or quota crushing sales rep mm -hmm. or best contract negotiator, or get this, my third and final example, a sales rep had skull and bones across their banner on LinkedIn. And they were representing the company for two years as a quota crushing sales rep. <laughs> skull and bones. What <laughs> a picture, a picture of the skull and bones on the, on, on their, on their profile. All right. So you had to ask, is this guy a top performer? Well, no, but yet he's a quota crushing sales rep. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right. So, so my point is, is that you, you got to make sure you understand, set the baseline. And, and we have a, and I can, I certainly, we can put this in the show notes, but I did a great podcast um, with uh, um, uh, Bryn Tillman, uh, one of our strategic advisors on the 10 steps to actually launching a digital selling program. And, and this is one of those steps, which is make sure you repair the brand. The, the other thing I would probably say is <clears throat> once you understand a couple of those things is get the right mindset, make sure you got the right brand um, is you also want to make sure you, you understand how you're going to measure success. And, and, and sadly, a lot of sales leaders, um, think of, oh, well, if I launch this great tool, if I start doing texting, if I start doing videos, uh, then we're going to increase sales pipeline by X percentage. Like that's the question I get. Well, if we do this, uh, you know, how much can you guarantee we're going to uh, see an improvement in ROI, you know, increase in sales pipeline? Here's my answer. You're going to love this one. Zero. 
what? What, 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 what do you mean zero? Zero, how can you, what, what does that mean? Zero, because what I can't control is the moment that your sales rep says hello and beyond, right? That, that, that is something that I don't control, but what we do wanna measure and what you should be thinking about is how many more conversations can I create as a result of implementing digital technologies and skill set training that mm -hmm. helps my people use uh, these tools? Uh, and I'll give you a quick just anecdotal evidence is if you think about creating a video, we can create a video all we want all day long, but do we realize that in the first seven seconds, there's something called thin slicing, in the first seven seconds of that video, your recipient, buyer in this case, is making a judgment do I like him or her? Do I trust him or her? Should I continue listening? What I buy? First seven seconds. Mm -hmm. So you better make sure in those first seven seconds that you've got the right pitch, modulation, hand gestures, facial expressions, excitement, all the things that build trust as a result of seeing someone face to face, right? So those are just some small things that you got to go through. Um, and then finally, um, my last thing, and it really comes down to closing on the mindset. Ever heard of this thing called the internet? Yeah, once or twice I read about it. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> well, it's here. It's uh -huh. not going away. <laughs> Our buyers are there and you have to stop thinking, I'll do this later. And that's that mindset. You can't just wait for later. Later is now. Uh, and we've, we've got to move beyond that as sales leaders. Times have changed. In the last two years, times have changed dramatically for us. Mm hmm. Well, you know, when, when you were just talking about that, it, it, it jogged my mind that I recently read an article that was talking about how B2B buyers are, are really no different than consumers. Uh, they want a convenient, positive buying experience from a business that aligns their values and proves that you're trustworthy. Um, and, and kind of the whole seven second thing was reminding me like uh, about that, that B2B buyers are just behaving more like B2C buyers today. So what are your thoughts on that? Should we adapt more B2C strategies in B2B sales? So this is where I talk about think like a marketer, but act like a salesperson, right? Uh, and hashtag don't do normal. Uh, mm -hmm. Hashtag know thy buyer. Think about it. Uh, you go to Amazon, you go to Facebook. I don't know about you, but every time I go to Facebook, um, Calm down a little bit now over the past few months since Facebook got into some, some heat uh, recently with the, with the legislation. But every time I go to Facebook, any site that I've been at, all of a sudden it somehow shows up in my feed. <laughs> Why? Because people are retargeting me and they know who I am. I sure. go to um, my wife. I don't go to Amazon. My wife, every three to four months, Amazon says to my wife, uh, hey, you know, you ordered um, the art of shaving, the special oil, the special lotion uh, three to four months ago. Are you thinking you want to buy this again now? Well, because they see habit and they know, understand that I'm using my shaving cream and my oils and I'm almost done with it every three to four months, right? That's my habit. So mm -hmm. from all these platforms, whether it's Netflix, whether it's um, uh, um, uh, Am Amazon, whether it's Facebook, you name it, these platforms are understanding us and we have come to the expectation that they should know who I am. When I call in to Bank of America to do my banking, mm -hmm. Am I frustrated over the fact that they don't know who I am when I've just entered my phone number into the system? <laughs> I do always question that. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you. So it's like they, they, you've got to start knowing your buyers. And as B2B sellers, 
You need to think like a marketer, but act like a salesperson. And the marketing part of it says, I need to understand what it is, where it is my buyer is at, what, it is, what my buyers need. And I need to market to them the way that they want to buy. This um, saying, or this term called prosumer, the professional consumer, it's actually started back when in my wireless days, when we took wireless from the consumer and we started bringing it into the business, into the business segment. And guess what? Professional buyers started buying wireless services like they were a consumer. If it didn't work, they wouldn't buy. They didn't care how cheap the service was, right? Mm -hmm. If it was broken under the freeway when they drove home, they would complain like you wouldn't believe. The company was paying for it, not them. But right. they still complain, right? So it's the prosumer buying, professional consumer, and you better believe it. No matter what the product or service is, your buyers are out there doing research before they likely call you to understand what's available and what's out there. You want to be the one that's in front of them, that's dripping them content in through your social networks, as an example, if you're connected to them online through LinkedIn or Twitter, as an example. You want to be dripping them this content so that when they think, in my case, digital selling training or sales skills, they think the ingresso, right? In, my, in your guys' case, your particular portfolio, they think Badger Maps, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what you want to be in front of. And that's, um, that can be done. What the company is doing on a macro level, every salesperson does at a very microcosmic level within their territory, within their segment, within their vertical, within their segment of buyers. So yes, prosumer is here and alive. And I very much agree with that. All right. Well, that's, those are fantastic thoughts. Uh, the next section, I'd like to ask you a series of questions and get your answer in under 60 seconds. So we're going to fly through some complex concepts, but we're going to fly through them really quickly. So are you ready? Oh man, the 60 seconds is tough, but I'll do it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Here's number one coming at you. So you've interviewed so many sales experts and leaders in your podcast. What is one valuable lesson that you learned from the conversations that has stuck with you? The omni-channel. Hashtag the omni-channel. The omni-channel means basically that, you know, look, there's a lot of people like us, Vingresso, myself as a, as a sales influencer, I specialize and focus just in digital selling. Um, but the world is much bigger than just one segment. There's a lot of folks that are out there that say cold calling, email, this. Everybody has a specialty, just like you as a product and service. You have a specialty. Uh, and the omni-channel basically is they are all bullets in your arsenal. Use all the bullets and use them as appropriate based upon the buyer behavior. Excellent. What is one sales tool that you would recommend every field salesperson use? Oh, man, that's a tough one. Is it just one? Um, just one. Just if you, one. If you got to squeeze a second one in there, you got to squeeze it in there. <laughs> um, you know, look, I, I live and breathe and die off of LinkedIn. Um, mm -hmm. And, I, you know, depending on your field sales capability, you may say if you're selling to doctors as an example or you're selling, you know, um, different products to the local grocery stores, uh, uh, you know, you may, have, you may have some folks that are on it and some folks that are not. So um, there are different platforms for different purposes, but I would say definitely – um, if you're not leveraging um, LinkedIn, you're, you're, you're missing out on the boat for the mo and what I would say for the most part, that's probably number one. And number two, I, I gotta have, I gotta bring it in. Um, just video, man. I get so much engagement on video. Um, and v video is the way to do it. Uh, it. It is unique and it's different. And we utilize the tool called onemob.com. And I also happen to be an advisor for the company as well. All right. Fantastic. Um, 
I always like to throw Badger Maps in there, but no one ever asked my opinion. (laughs) And Badger Maps as well. That's my third one. (laughs) Yes, yes. Not that I'm biased. Not that I'm biased. (laughs) Um, what, What, in your opinion, is the most challenging part of sales and how can you do better at it? The most challenging part of sales is that times have changed. And we, as salespeople, have not adopted to that. More specifically, for sales leaders, hey man, my last organization that I ran, I, I was not an entrepreneur. Uh, I ran, I spent 18 years in corporate and my last stop was the VP of sales at a software collaboration company. I sat in the seat for 18 years. So uh, the challenging part of sales is changing culture to understand that times have changed. If you are have your, your, your sellers, they're making 100 calls and you can see that it's resulting in 10 conversations, congratulations, you've hit 10 out of 100. That's a pretty good stat. However, what the heck are you doing about the other 90? And if your CEO, your COO, whoever it is that you report to is, is, has not asked you what is your strategy or plan to get to the other 90 out of 100, you better start acting now and develop that strategy because you do not want to be caught with your pants down uh, when they ask you that question and you've got no strategy. Yeah. Great advice. Um, We all know how important sales training is and how important it is to keep up with the latest practices. What's your best tip for field salespeople to retain the new information and apply what they've learned? This is my personal one. So I can't say it's the same for everyone, but I'm a big video learner guy, right? And so I learn through watching and through seeing. And I think most most of us in the field are very tactile. Like we want to touch and we want to see, we want to, we want to play with it. Right. So, um, I believe that if you, you know, use video, for example, our Vingresso YouTube channel, maybe I, I don't know if Badger Maps has a YouTube. Do you guys have a YouTube channel? We do. That's where all my training videos are at. I was, there <laughs> you, you should go. check those out. If you like, if you like to learn by, vi- by video, have I got a treat for you, man? Uh, there you go. <laughs> so, so, so there you've got two resources right there that you should be tapping into for field sales. Uh, is, you know, I, I would, I honestly, I'm a, I'm a consumer of video. Um, and I watch at least probably two to five videos a day. Right. And they're all short, short videos, less than five minutes, generally speaking. Every once in a while you get a longer one, but consume video uh, and they're, they're bite-sized snippets and then figure out how you apply that, that um, counsel, that activity into your um, particular um, uh, segment of business. And I'll give you a second tip as well. So you can't see this guys, but I'm going to show, show Steve this. Uh, this is my notebook and here on my notebook, every day I go through and I write down my to-dos and my to-dos include learning lessons that I learned from a video and how I'm going to incorporate it into a sales practice or a sales touch or whatever it might be. So learn, practice, learn, practice. Fantastic. Well, given that you're an expert in digital sales and social selling, what is your best advice that you would like to give our listeners in this area? So I've thrown out a couple different hashtags here. I've talked about don't do normal uh, and um, some some of the other ones that I've used. Um, What I probably would leave you with is uh, know thy buyer. Hashtag know thy buyer, right? Mm -hmm. You really need to understand what is going to be the business problem that you are going to solve for that particular buyer. Um, Especially if you're doing cold prospecting or prospecting to a new territory, a new buyer, a new whatever it might be. What are you solving for them? And it's funny because I, I met with a, um, a, a, an amazingly wonderful um, 
awesome organization, one of our clients, um, a video collaboration company. And I asked the sales team, I said, what problem do you solve? And um, some of them said, oh, we solve video collaboration needs and be able to consolidate. No, no, what problem do you solve? And we really got down to it. It's like, well, we bridge people together. But what problem does that solve? It helps create better employee engagement. Ah, what problem does that solve? Ah, what it actually really does is it actually provides better time, better collaboration, uh, so that people can actually um, do projects quicker, faster, better, and it actually increase employee productivity by whatever it was, 15 minutes per day per person. Oh, now we're getting some, now we're getting somewhere. So really take the time to understand what problem do you solve and use that in your, in your discussion in terms of, um, uh, of how you're, you're talking to with prospects. Okay. And to make that actionable as a final takeaway, what should a field salesperson that's listening today, driving around in their car do as a first step to know their buyer and know what problem that they solve? Well, first off, they should probably listen to outside sales talk podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they're, they're doing that. So that's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So keep doing that. So keep doing that. Uh, and, uh, but no, in, in all seriousness, um, you, you need to understand in your conversations, um, start asking the customer, um, the question of, um, so what problem are we solving for? And what happens if you solve that problem? What are the results? And then stick to that, right? And we've gone so far away from that in the world of sales. We all of a sudden hear about it. We see an opportunity. We smell an opportunity. We get one of those inbound leads and we're like right on it. And we want to get into the pricing. We want to get into, and, I, and the buyer says, I just want to know pricing. I was on a prospecting call. I think it was last week. And um, they said, well, you know, the, the prospect came on. This is, this is who I am. Uh, I'd like to know more about this. Can you tell me a little bit about your programs? We didn't get into our programs until about 25 minutes into the call. Because what we spent time on was understanding what programs do you have and what actually is broken? <laughs> and how would, we, how would a fix help you and or help the organization? So that's what I would say is, you know, make that actionable, to make it actionable is, is listen to what you're, what you're hearing, turn around, start asking the questions and stick it on your forehead. Take that post-it note, put it on your forehead, put it inside your binder. And as a field sales rep, when I was in the field, Every single call that I made, I had three questions that I had to get answered. And I did not leave that meeting without answering those three questions. And they all surrounded about the business problem that, that, that we were trying to solve for. So you may not get it all up, one, uh, up front, right? You, but you could get it over the course of the entire discussion. Don't walk away without getting those three questions answered or two questions or whatever questions you think is the, is the number. What do you think the key, what are those key questions to you that to generalize the questions that a field salesperson really needs to understand when he or she leaves a meeting? Uh, so, so I kind of just gave them, so I'll, I'll, re, I'll restate it. What mm-hmm. business problem are you trying to solve for? What happens if you solve the problem? How will this impact you individually, right? Or the organization or revenue or whatever it might be. And if you understand those three things, now you can actually apply your solution to that. Now you can work backwards into cost models, into pricing, into budget discussions. Of course, there are other questions that you would ask related that are standard sales questions like, you know, what's your budget? Most people stop there. I love this one. Most people stop there. Well, what's your budget? I actually take it a step further. You know, when I, when I when we talk about budgets, they're like, well, I really don't have a budget. I was actually not really sure yet. I really want to find out what your pricing was. Well, I could say, well, uh, there's a couple different options. We can actually provide you our training program that's around the $5,000 uh, total program or the $450,000 program. 
I really need to understand which direction you want me to go, right? Because I don't want to put the $450,000 program in front of you when actually you're looking for the $5,000 program, right? Uh, so so that, that's one of the ways that I really got over the, the budget question. And at that point, it becomes a collaborative discussion where it's like, well, you know, if I think if we were able to put this around what I can afford, this is what I'm looking for. Okay, now, now I can work backwards. And then you can say, well, since you wanted to solve this problem, you might need to be able to up that budget or might be able to back it out, et cetera. So that's the way I get around that. Okay. Very cool. Well, I'm going to summarize everything we've talked about here, hopefully in about two minutes, um, so that everyone that's driving around and stuff and not able to take notes can, can really get a, a quick synopsis. So first of all, digital selling or rather digital prospecting means using any digital platform to engage with your buyers and start discussions. There are four things that define today's modern buyer. One, they're socially engaged. Two, they're digitally connected. Three, they're video hungry. Uh, One Mob is a great program Mario recommends to integrate video messages into your sales process. Uh, video messages can be a very powerful tool at any stage of the sales process, whether you're using it as a conversation opener, closing strategy, somewhere in the middle, or for customer success. And finally, your customers are all mobily attached. Next, you have to find a way to stand out to reach and attract the modern buyer in today's noisy digital world. As a salesperson, you need to get into the right mindset and understand that times have changed and that you have to adapt your selling behavior. Buyers today spend most of their time on social platforms and on the web, so make sure you engage them, engage with them in these places. Uh, but also, before starting to engage with your buyers digitally, make sure you focus on building your brand and messaging online. B2B buyers are behaving much more like consumers. So one great piece of advice in that regard is think like a marketer and act like a salesperson. And we're quoting you on that, Mario. Right. <laughs> um, make sure you know your buyer very well so that you can get your message in front of them and engage them in the best way possible. The omni-channel is key to being successful in sales today, meaning there's no one-size-fits-all one channel to engage with your buyers you need to use the appropriate channels based on your specific buyer's behavior. It's very challenging for salespeople today to navigate the digital world and change old habits and ways of selling. A great way of learning and actually applying new sales strategies is watching training videos, such as ones from Ben Grosso or the ones that we made here on Badger at YouTube. That's been like my hobby lately is making training videos. My marketing team just locks me in a room and videos me until I say something smart and then they, then they edit it. <laughs> we actually spent a ton of time on them and, they, and they, they're really cool. Um, as a final takeaway, again, know your buyer and truly understand what their needs and problems are while also understanding what problem you solve and how you can help them. Uh, listen carefully to your prospects and ask the right questions to get to the root of their business, pro- root of their business problem and its impact. Dang, you are good. <laughs> well, yeah, I, actually, you said all that. I just we I just took notes on it and then regurgitated it. Well, you are good, baby. <laughs> you are good. That's great. So, uh, so tell me, Mario, where can our listeners read more about your work and reach out to you? A good question. So, Vengrasso, V E N. 
G-R-E-S-O, vingresso.com. Uh, you are certainly welcome to um, uh, follow me on Twitter at M underscore the number three JR and uh, connect with me on LinkedIn and make sure when you reach out, send a personalized connection request, a personalized invite and say you heard uh, me on outside sales talk podcasts uh, so that I know where you're coming from. So LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, you can uh, go to Vingresso. If you have any questions, feel free to use the contact information tab there. Very cool. Well, Mario, I really appreciate you spending the time with our listeners today and, and giving us some of your insights here and into, into a really important area of field sales. Man, you bet. Thank you for having me. And I'm excited to be here with you guys. And hopefully that was a value to the team. Yeah, it for sure was. Have a great one. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, buddy.